Good morning, Mendocino County and beyond. We are going to have a very special program lined up for you. Uh, if you're listening regularly, you might know that this program comes to you every other Thursday and is all about living sustainably and building community in Mendocino County and beyond. And today we're going to go far beyond. We are going to go uh, to Ukraine. Uh, a few days ago, I decided uh, to... Um, to, to make this program about the humanitarian situation in the, in Ukraine and what we locally as a community can do to help. And I'm very honored to welcome, uh, to my program today, to Wild Oak Living, um, two guests who are going to uh, be joining us to talk about what's going on and also to talk about how we can help. Uh, I'm honored uh, to be joined by from Ukraine, and we're going to find out in a moment exactly Maria, Maria Tuchik. I, I'm, I'm, I probably am not pronouncing your name right, but Maria, I'm, you can let us know in a moment, in a moment uh, how to pronounce your name correctly. I'm sorry. I was, I was a bit combobulated with the startup of the program today, so uh, I neglected to ask you how to pronounce your name properly, and I apologize. And we're also joined by Mary Rose. And Mary Rose, you're also going to have to pronounce your last name for me. <laughs> this is one of the one of the uh, one of the side effects of this program is that we're going to be learning how to pronounce all these wonderful uh, um, Slavic names. So. Um, let me welcome Maria and Mary Rose to Wild Oak Living. I am so honored to have both of you here today. Uh, Maria, uh, can you let us know where are you in Ukraine? Uh, hi there, everybody. Thank you for having me on, uh, on air. Uh, so my name is Maria Tuzik. Uh, that's the pronunciation. Okay. Uh, currently, uh, currently, I'm uh, in the western part of Ukraine uh, in a small community, municipality uh, called Kopechinsi. That's in the Ternopil region. Recording in progress. In the Chernobyl region. Ternopil, Ternopil. Ternopil. Oh, okay. Okay. And all right. Um, and Mary Rose, uh, let, let me let me just ask you by way of introducing you, um, how how did you get connected with this topic, and and give us a little bit of the background of how this program came about in your in your role in in what's happening. Well, first of all, my name is Mary Rose Kaczorowski. My heritage is first generation of Polish American, and my heritage is deeply deep, is deep. It's steeped in the region of Ukraine, the motherland of uh, that area. And um, my father was a refugee from the catastrophe of the Nazi Hitler-Russian-Stalin Pact invasion of 1939. And make a uh, long story short, my whole side of the family, my grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, disappeared and were murdered by the Stalin regime. My father escaped and then was captured by the Nazis, and then he became a part of their system of forced slave labor. And uh, sparing you some horrific details, he was liberated by the British as the Nazis were marching him and others to Holland. So last Friday, um, I'm part of a... That gives a little bit of background of my um, heritage. And last Friday uh, morning... We had a, um, I'm part of a UN NGO mission on the status of women, uh, group. And we had a Zoom meeting that was, uh, put on by several international women's organizations that were associated as non-governmental organizations with the United Nations. And it was entitled Women, Peace and Security in the Face of Russian Aggression Perspectives from Ukraine. And that was ho hosted by the Global Network of Women Peacebuilders and New York <clears throat> NGO Commission on the Status of Women and others. And this is where I met Maria and some others. And uh, um, I had made a commitment to help out when we were asking, how can we help? To I said I could at least try to get Maria's voice out and others. There were a few other women that I was hoping that could join us, but 
you know, under the state of war, I have a colleague in Kiev that um, she said she was safe a couple of days ago, but I have not heard from her since. And it's very difficult to uh, get a hold of some of these women, especially some have actually escaped uh, are in Germany or Netherlands. So it's a little bit of chaos. And I promised Maria that I would um, try to help get the word out. So I called KZYX, talked to Alicia Bales, and she said this is ironic because Johanna, Johanna is um, doing this program on Ukraine. And what's more ironic is I find out that Maria is uh, 40 miles away from where my family is from. Uh, what a wonderful world. <laughs> All these coincidences that come together. That's a, it's a really gr great story. And thank you, Mary Rose, so much for connecting us with Maria. And Maria, welcome and, and thank you so much for joining us. I know that under the circumstances that you're living in right now, you never really know what you're going to be doing from one hour to the next. And so I really, really appreciate your making it possible to join us live this morning. Can you talk a bit about uh, what what is the situation now where where you live and 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 in other parts of the country how are, how are you experiencing this this invasion uh, so uh, first of all let me tell you uh, that um, you know the, the feeling of time has changed for for all of us for the entire nation not just you know where the hot zones are where the battles are are going on uh to us like uh, it, it's hard to, to say what, what day it is it's thursday march which day all we know is that it's day 15 of of full scale war and um and to us uh uh Uh, sorry, one second. You still there? Yeah, she's still there. She's she's responding to something on her computer. So, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's it. I heard your president Vladimir Zelensky the other day in one of his videos. He said, "In war, every day is Monday." And I thought that was a that was an apt description of of how he was feeling. Are you still with us, Maria? Yes, yes, okay. can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, okay. Yeah, uh, I apologize. Um, you know, we, we're having like internet connection issues for uh, all over the country because there are different uh, uh, things that are happening and, you know, they're trying to make sure that we have no connection to the internet, that we don't have connection to each other, to our government, and uh, every day, like, depending on the region, we're experiencing technical difficulties, uh, so that that's, that's uh, that, that does impact our, our livelihood of how we're trying to deal with the situation right now. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, to us, it's uh, it's day 15 of, of full-scale war. Uh, we feel it all over the country, so, you know, the war has been going on for us for eight years but mainly you know it's been happening in the eastern part of ukraine and uh you know it was for the last couple of years it was uh um you know quieter but now uh we are experiencing our own challenges um again like i mentioned i'm in Ternopil region which is uh the region next to Lviv region and uh we are not experiencing the uh the fighting the only thing that we are experiencing are air raid sirens uh every single day we have to take cover we have to go down to the shelter because we never know when a rocket will hit us uh again uh, you know on the first day uh, a rocket hit our military base uh airport nearby about you know eight miles away from us and this is when we understood that you know it's not only in the east that uh the entire nation is being targeted and uh to us that, that that's that's worrisome from you know every single part of, of the of the country and um 
the biggest challenge that we're experiencing right now is again we're experiencing a humanitarian crisis so first of all uh some of the regions like the Sumer region the Kherson region Kiev region they're already experiencing um humanitarian crisis Sumer region uh they have lack of food right now that you know other regions in Ukraine are trying to support them like just today we sent off a full van uh of food and things that they need uh again my husband is a mayor of this town that we're that we're in and he has you know uh contacts with mayors from all over the country and they write him personally you know not just like uh asking for 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 help because uh it's hard they're surrounded they don't have access even the the humanitarian corridors the green corridors that uh they've decided on uh they're being mined and being bombed and people and civilians are being uh are being killed and so for us it's important to to help them right now as well we're getting a lot of internally displaced persons that are coming to our community and that are staying in our community um and you know our community is not big the municipality is about 13 and a half thousand people and over the past 2 weeks uh we've received about uh 1000 uh people in our community these are just the registered uh people that have come to our community we're not even counting the friends and relatives that are staying with uh, our community members how far are you from uh the border of um poland uh the border of poland uh, uh i'd probably say it's about 250 kilometers or so we're closer to the romanian border romanian border is about you know 80 80 miles away from us and are people uh passing through your municipality on the way to poland and romania uh both so uh people pass by our community this is we're on the main uh, like it's uh, it's called the international m19 road uh and it connects uh it connects you know ukraine with romania so we do have a lot of people that uh, are going to that border as well we have people that are going to uh, even even more west to the carpathian mountains uh beyond that we, we also have the hungarian border so people are also you know trying to either leave the country or they're trying to be closer to the border in case uh, you know it escalates more into western part of ukraine that they have uh, easier access uh, to leave the country you've just described I, i've heard report go ahead mary rose i'm sorry no, go, ahead. go ahead i heard report reports from other women that women are joining the ter- territorial defense units do you do you know more about that women going out and fighting uh yeah so um just like in short to explain uh we have our main military uh right now men are being mobilized like soldiers like reserve soldiers are being mobilized from all over the nation also to join the main army forces and then in every single region we have something called the territorial defense unit that's being formed on a, like a local level uh to uh, to this territorial defense both men and women are joining uh mainly this is like the um uh this is seen in like cave region uh in for example in our community we are also forming the territorial defense unit um not many women are joining here at this point uh but the way it works right now you know they have to register it it's not just like you know they form and they say okay we're we're part of the unit and that's it they still have to go through some certain pro- process of registering the you know who's joining this territorial defense unit they have to sign um a contract um uh in order for them to be able to receive um uh I apologize. In order for them to be able to receive guns uh when it's uh, when it's when it's needed. Uh again because we're not in a hot zone right now, my husband is putting away the um the giving out of weapons uh, to the territorial defense unit until the very, you know, last need because we don't want to just give out to everybody to have them right now. In in Kiev region, I know that the territorial defense unit has already given out guns and they're patrolling the streets and so on. 
You, I saw yesterday a, a video on one of on one of the European uh, news websites about about uh, a group of women who who said our husbands are already fighting in war. We have taken our children to safety, and now we are returning to fight. And they they looked very determined to to protect their country. Yeah, 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 for sure. Maria, Maria, what do you think here in the U.S. or uh, wherever our listeners are, because they're not only in California but elsewhere, um, what can we do to help the humanitarian situation? What do you think is the best thing we could do here? There's a lot of ways, I think, to help, but from your perspective. Um, Maria, while you think about it, let me just take a moment um, to let our listeners know that you are listening to Wild Oak Living on KZYXNZ, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. This is Johanna Wild Oak. I host and produce this program. And uh, today we, I have the honor to be joined by two women who are helping us to understand the situation in Ukraine and what we can do to help. Uh, we are here to talk about uh, what about the humanitarian crisis that has been caused by the invasion of Russia into Ukraine, and uh, and what we can do locally as well as as well as uh, nationally and internationally to help uh, ease the suffering and hopefully bring about peace very very soon. Um, my guests today, I'm honored to be joined by Maria Tusik, who is. Uh, in Ukraine and speaking to us from the western part of Ukraine near the Romanian uh, uh, and Polish border. And I'm also honored to be joined by Mary Rose Kaczorowski. Did I pronounce that right? <laughs> Almost? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, who is here locally? Uh, who's here uh, in Fort? She is in Fort Bragg and um, she is, um, she is the one that made the connection uh, for, for us here at KZIX with, uh, with uh, Maria in Ukraine. We had also hoped to be joined by, um, uh, several women who have already, um, who are already refugees who have left the Ukraine and who are, um, who we were hoping to to talk to us about uh, the plight of of people who've had who've had to leave Ukraine. Um, we're still working on that and hoping hopefully they'll join us during the program. But if not, we're going to cover that in a future program. Hopefully, we will be able to make that connection. Today, we're here to talk about what we can do to help. And so, the question to to Maria. Uh, what what can we do? What organizations can we support? Or what what do you think would be would be would be helpful at this point, Maria? Uh, so uh, again, like you mentioned, there are many ways to help at this point. But what we're uh, looking at right now, and what we're thinking uh, about right now, you know, together with my with my husband, is uh, you know we're trying to look ahead and trying to look a little bit more strategically because there are there are these you know main big uh, foundations that are receiving a lot of funds right now, but we're not sure exactly you know how they will be distributed. Obviously, they will be prioritizing the. Uh, um, the uh, you know mainly affected areas uh, that were bombarded. We're not sure how they're going to be distributed, like in terms of humanitarian aid. Whether it's going to be you no know, focus on on the internally displaced persons or on rebuilding the the, the, the cities and so on. Uh, what we're thinking uh, right now is a little bit uh, more towards like decentralizing humanitarian aid uh, in terms of. Um, uh, like breaking the the aids down into like smaller communities. And right now we're actually, uh, we already started, like I'll, I'll, I just, I'll provide an example of what we are already doing in our community. We have um, a contact to, you know, the municipal uh, municipal council, uh, one of the workers in the city of Bozeman, Montana. And, uh, you know, we already talked to them about, you um, uh, providing aid to our community so basically kind of like partnering community with community and providing the direct aid that's needed right now uh so in in i think in about two weeks they're going to do a whole fundraiser uh around the situation and around helping our community together funds as well as together any other humanitarian aid that that 
could possibly be needed at this point, you know, in, in our regions. Um, so this is an example, right, to connect with somebody uh, from smaller communities to be able to, you know, set up these fundraisers, to be able to provide this aid. Um, as well, for example, you know, we're thinking about uh, the, 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 the consequences that can come soon. For example, uh, because we're already getting an inflow of internally displaced persons and because we may potentially get uh, injured soldiers that would need to be treated, we know that our hospital, for example, is not ready. Like it doesn't have the capacity to take in uh, this amount of care. And, you know, we're trying to think about how we can already right now uh, get the right tools and instruments and medicine and whatever else that's needed to to treat uh, to treat the potential inflow of, of, of patients. And again, we're trying to connect, for example, with, you know, with hospitals in the U.S., in Canada, in Europe, uh, to see if there's somebody that can, you know, donate something to donate to humanitarian aid, uh, like medicine or or tools or instruments or anything like that so uh for us i think that this is this uh this will be more of like a quick win you know because we'll receive the aid uh directly and we won't have to wait until these big funds uh you know prioritize uh, where the the humanitarian aid will go you know where it will be distributed into which uh, programs and you know we would have to apply to them so we're trying to think of how to you know uh handle the situation right now and how to receive the directly the humanitarian aid from abroad. So, what you're so saying, are you working on the me- mechanism to have that transported, and how is that working? Because uh, that has to be shipped by air. Yeah, of course. So logistically, of course, it's hard, and of course, it's like you know, it's being it's being worked on because you know uh, everybody is trying to help right now, and you know, logistics uh, logistic routes are being developed right now as we speak. I can't say right now that we already have a logistics route available and you know ready to go, uh, but again, together with our you know international partners, we are trying to figure out how to get it at least to Europe, then get it to the Polish border, then we can pick it up from the Polish border. So there are many ways that we're trying to kind of put the puzzle together in order to get this aid. So what are you, what you're, it sounds like what you're suggesting is that um, um, communities, uh, for example, like our communities here in Mendocino County could step up and form a kind of community partnership, maybe uh, town by town or or county by you know like like an entire county here could get together i guess it depends on what's what's most easily workable here and and what can be put together most quickly and then connecting with for example a town like yours to provide direct aid to the town or to the region that you're in yeah, yeah, exactly. Like usually in, in, in every county, I feel like, you know, Ukrainians or Ukrainian descendants are, are everywhere in the U.S. and Canada and all over. And there's usually somebody uh, that can connect, you know, in the community that can connect uh, to somebody else, for example, in Ukraine that has connection to uh, a smaller town and so on. So I feel like, you know, if it's possible, that would be uh, that would that would form like a sustainable partnership uh, with the community. With a community that's really in need right now you know uh because again like i said we do have a few funds but we we have no idea how they will be functioning right now and we know that you know a lot of the humanitarian aid again will go to the hot points for sure uh but again we also have a lot of challenges here with the internally displaced people we have to make sure that our infrastructure can handle this inflow of new people that we can uh, provide services medical services services, schooling, and so on, Food. we need to make sure that this infrastructure and these institutions are ready to take the inflow of, of this population. Not to mention feed all of these additional people, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, w- we had experience here with the fires in Northern California, and uh, people also were sheltering animals. And um, I'm pretty sure you have that situation, too, people with their animals. Yeah, bringing yeah. your animals or abandoning. That's one of the things I was wondering about. You know, we two, two million, more than two million refugees by now. Uh, what happens to all these animals? All their dogs and cats and pets. 
Some of them are able to bring their animals with them. I know this. Um, I know that there is this possibility because they uh, they can. Um, they can create like a little passport you know in a veteran clinic that's uh, able to get them across the border but i also do know a lot of cases that they are leaving their animals behind and uh, what what we see now uh, is that uh, even though this is happening, we already have volunteers that are picking up these animals and that are finding them shelter. So just, uh, you know, just to show you the, 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 the kind of people and the kind of nation we are, that we're putting our lives at risk to, you know, rescue our family, to rescue our friends, but we're also putting our lives at risk to even rescue animals because they're also part of our family and they're part of, uh, part of, uh, you know, the daily lives. And it's, 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 it's awful about what's happening and it's awful that a lot of, you know, people and animals and, and everything is being just, uh, you know, buried under, uh, shellings of buildings and so on and just, just just recently the example yesterday i still can't get over how um a maternity ward was shelled in mariupol so uh this is just like you know there's a child that died the woman that died and just to see these pictures of these women in their blood and they're you know pregnant it's just awful i you know i can't i can't even deal to I can't even explain of you know what is happening through what is going through my mind at this point because I just I just realized that uh, slowly you know everybody is getting back to their routines and even you know looking at social media I see you know that first you know my friends were very active I, I, I'm also um, Canadian you I'm a Ukrainian Canadian so I have a lot of friends in Canada and um, I have a lot of Canadian friends and I see, you know, that they're going back to their lives. You know, in the beginning, obviously, it was, uh, uh, it was hard to watch all of this. You know, it was all over media, but I'm starting to see that, um, you know, life goes on for many people all over the world. But for us, you know, we're still living through this nightmare. And, you know, we're trying to show cases as much as possible. We're trying to show that, you know, war is still happening and everybody is affected. The entire nation is, is still affected. And, you know, I'm not even talking about the you know economic and uh, humanitarian repercussions that will follow all of this uh but it's just i, I don't know I, it, it's it's hard to deal with all of this and i just uh, i just I, we're just still trying to deal and cope with it and at the same time think strategically ahead of how we will help rebuild our nation i was just going to say even if the war were to stop at this very moment there there's already all this destruction that needs to be rebuilt right yeah. 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 And also, also, you know, it's so important that your voice keeps getting out there. And uh, I just wanted to let the listeners know that I have been uh, speaking with Supervisor Ted Williams, 5th District here in Mendocino County, and he is uh, uh, drafting a uh, proclamation or a resolution on about the U Ukraine situation. So that's the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. it, I know the infrastructure for delivering aid is uh, probably a nightmare at this point, but is the postal system still working in, in, in your area? I mean, I know that may be a silly question, but um, some areas may still be getting um, postal service. Uh, so at this point, unfortunately, the postal service, the logistics, uh, uh, the logistics system has been um, really disrupted. Uh, the way, for example, because I'm already working on providing humanitarian aid, uh, I'm trying to get it from Europe mainly at this point, and I'm trying to get it over the border and then to our community where we sort uh, whatever is needed to remain in our community and whatever is needed to go to our soldiers that are already at the front lines fighting. Uh, but again, usually it's businesses that are stepping up uh, that have uh, their own logistics, that they have their own trucks or buses or minivans that could, that could mm -hmm. go pick up to the border. Uh, again, you know, uh, um, the way it works right now is there's two ways of getting some of the aid uh, to us right now. One is uh, through through ground, so either uh, buses or trucks are going across the border. But again, the for example.
example, the Polish trucks, they go to the neutral neutral zone and then our our trucks go to the neutral zone. They reload from the Polish truck to the Ukrainian truck and then the Ukrainian truck goes back to Ukraine. And then uh, the other ways that we're also using this uh, this method is the uh, the train. So we have a train that goes from Peremyshel, that's a, a town near um, near the Polish border in Poland, and then it goes from Peremyshel, it goes to Lviv. Uh, so that's another way that we're using. But again, because uh, the Polish border and that area in particular is so overwhelmed with you know with people and trucks and everything, uh, we're we're trying to, we're. we're Trying to think of other methods because we are beginning to see a little bit of a of a collapse in that area because we you know there's so many cars so many trucks so many buses and then they have nowhere um, they're running out of space of where to you know accept and store this aid so we we're trying uh, on like a very very local level on a volunteer level to really uh, help this um, like the de escalation of uh, getting this um, this humanitarian aid across us to first of all to the to the hot points in uh, in the regions that need it most but also to uh bring it to smaller communities that can sort through it and so on uh that's why you know we're working with our friends and family members from our community that are in poland that have for example either been there for some time or that left right now like some of the women and with with children that left uh, uh the country in the last few days they're not just you know fleeing the country uh, uh, through all of this you know they're really showing their resilience because we have so many women that are volunteering there uh, to help us here and I think that's that's also you know shows the resilience of our nation that even though you know going through all of this trauma and you, do you think you know you cross the border and you you should already feel safer and should take care of your children and uh, you know it's, it's it's hard for us to keep watching the news no matter where we are and everybody just uh, you know tries to help in any way that they can. Let me just put the word out again that you are listening to KZ, uh, to Wild Oak Living here on KZYX and Z Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is Johanna Wild Oak. I am honored to be joined today by Maria Tusik, who is calling in from Ukraine to talk to us about the situation in her community and in Ukraine in, in general and how we can help and um, uh, relieve this uh, humanitarian suffering in this area and also looking further afield in how we can help rebuild Ukraine. And I'm also joined by Mary Rose Kajarowski, who is uh, in Fort Bragg. She's joining us from Fort Bragg today, and she is uh, active locally in uh, in communicating uh, about what's happening in Ukraine and and uh, and uh, generating uh, both information and support uh, and also um, she is the one that connected uh, uh, me with with Maria in Ukraine and I'm very grateful for that and I'm so grateful to have both of you on today uh, Mary Rose uh, is are there some things that you would it one of the things that occurred to me and it, it, this is so interesting Maria what you said about community to community connection because this is actually the first the first uh, uh, war at least in 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 Western um, uh, in a Western country that's fought with, with, the, with, uh, well, I wouldn't say with the help, but that also involves social media and, and, the, and the tools that that makes available to, to people on a, on a level, uh, on a, on a, on a direct connect level that, that simply wasn't possible before because the technology just simply wasn't there. So it sounds to me, like this, uh, this, this idea that you presented about community to community connection and, and direct help between community as, as a sort of an undergirding and, and as a, as a, as a, as an additional venue to provide help in addition to all the help that's, as you said, flowing through the large aid organizations. Um, because, because it, 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 as you rightly said, it, it takes a long time sometimes for the aid to come down, to trickle down to smaller communities like the community that you are representing. And at the same time, I thought it was really interesting what you said that, um, 
you, your husband, who's the mayor of your town, is connecting with many other mayors in other small towns all over Ukraine to build a kind of a, a an aid network, a support network, um, community to community, that that communities, you know, in the U.S. and like you said, in Canada and in Europe and in other parts of the world can link into to again provide these direct community to community connections and it's all made possible by the technology by the social media technology that we now have available to communicate directly like like we are now um yeah, yeah. so you know there's a polish uh school in walnut creek that has been organizing uh, they were highlighted in the news uh almost two weeks ago holding fundraisers and supporting ukrainian refugees um directly so that's um a, an incredible partnership that is happening so there might be an opportunity for our community to think about this and uh step up and see how we can uh work to help your town somehow um i'm not sure what that'll look like but i would be i i write a substack column that I've been slowly producing to get the word out. And um, I think I'm going to continue with that. But also I think I would like to give people my um, email and then maybe people could brainstorm and we could figure out how to stay connected with Maria and her, her municipality. Yes, please go ahead, Mary Rose. And, yeah, and... Uh, my email is my first two initials. That's MR for Mary Rose. So it's MR Kaczorowski at Gmail. And that's spelled MR K A C as in cat, Z as in zoo, O R O W S K I at gmail.com. And um, I'm sure Johanna and I will probably have another radio show together about this. And if you um, if you also keep you posted, yeah. Also, if you know, if for some reason you had trouble with the spelling of Mary Rose's name, you could and and you'd like to link into this into this uh, uh, direct community to community aid effort that I am confident will come about as a result of this or, uh, of this interview. I really hope I really hope that our community steps up and connects with you directly just to 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 help on a community to community level. But if if for some reason you you um, you need another email, you can also send an email. Email to me, and I will connect. I will connect you with uh, with uh, Mary Rose and with Maria. And the email for the program is contact at wildoak.org. That's contact at w i l d o a k dot o r g. Um, and Mary Rose, you might also want to give your 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 Substack um, um, information for people who want to read more about what you've been writing. Right. Um would you believe I don't have it memorized? I'll have to look it up. <laughs> okay. But in the okay. meantime, yes. um, I, I, I actually could, uh, if Joanna could put that on the KZYX uh, blurb under her um, jukebox program, that would be great. But one thing I wanted to mention that, you know, my wanting to go to Ukraine and Poland this year that I couldn't go because of, I canceled it because of COVID and then the war. It was the first time in my life I was going to be able to go back to where my family originated from and maybe find out some information. And now I'm actually, I feel like I'm reliving history mm -hmm. um, and the trauma of that, of those of us who are first generation and second generation is um, quite intense. And I can't imagine what it's like being there on the ground, Maria. You know, it's... Um, People can't imagine what this is like when you are seeing this going in front of your eyes and it's live and it's not just pictures. Meanwhile, I look up the substack. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, uh, Maria, yes. if, if you wanted if you wanted to offer your contact information or if you want Mary Rose to coordinate the contacts with you, that's that's entirely up to you. Um, yeah, sure. I think maybe, you know, if, uh, if somebody contacts Mary Rose, she can let me know if that's okay. Um, okay. You can connect that way. Okay. All right. Um, yes. 
Yeah, I was just going to say I'm I'm also I'm also the daughter of sec, of World War II refugees. So even though that was a very long time ago, that kind of memory lives forward in subsequent generations. So uh, I that's I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm so um, why I felt so strongly that I wanted to connect with you and to and to provide an opportunity via this program for you to get the word out. Uh, one of the things I'm wondering about is, um, I, I know there are probably listeners who, who want to help right now, who want to make donations right now. Should, should, should this kind of, uh, um, uh, uh, desire to support you, should, should we, should we, uh, at this point until the, the direct aid networks are established, should we support some of the larger organ AIDS organizations or are you, are you saying that it really would make more sense for us to, to pool this kind of aid locally and then connect directly with your community and other communities to, to make it available? Um, I think uh, I think it's mainly you know up to people uh, I guess because we do uh, constantly need the help right now. Like I, I I'm, I'm literally sitting next to like bulletproof vests that we just got in from from Poland mm -hmm. uh, that are going off to our soldiers. And just about half hour ago, um, one of our volunteers came up to pick one up to give to one of our community members who's going off to war tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so you know we're constantly in need at this. Yes. point we're in need of you know the the aid we need uh, funds to be able to find these these ammunitions and medicine and this humanitarian aid that's you know that we, we need to continue the inflow of the aid at this point right now um you know so whoever is willing to donate now i think it would be uh, of great help and of course you know the community to community help uh, it could also you know mainly be uh, focused on uh, already rebuilding the country and then we we, we don't know when the war will stop. We hope that we'll stop right now and today and as soon as possible. Uh, but again, we don't know how long this will go on for. So we need the aid as soon as possible. Yes. So, so we could work that out. We could work that out together and... Um you were saying, Joanna? Uh, Mary Rose, I just wanted to for you to offer your email again. I know this spelling is kind of complicated, so you might want to set up an email account that has like, I don't know, help help Ukraine Mendocino or, or, or something like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, um, let me look that up for you. I have a Substack email, which is much easier. Okay. Um, All right. That's great. Um, so in the, in the meantime... Uh, the ch needs of children, uh, is that something you could address, Maria? Uh, could you repeat that one more time? The needs of children, if you would, if you would care to talk about that. The needs of children, if you could address that. Um, the needs of children. So, uh, we are, again, we are receiving a lot uh, of the internally displaced persons, uh, mainly it's women and children that are coming, you know, to the western part of Ukraine or that are leaving the country uh, as refugees. Uh, their men, you know, so their husbands and fathers and brothers are remaining in the cities of where, you know, where, where, where they're living because they're either being mobilized, being drafted, or they're waiting, or they're joining the territorial defense unit. Uh, but we see that, you know, a lot of women are just... Um, joining together uh, and trying to, you know, find shelter and find safety. Um, for us, for example, we're noticing the tendency that uh, usually it's a few women and a few children that come because that way they feel safer because uh, we already, you know, are hearing of cases at the border already abroad that, you know, human trafficking is uh, uh, human trafficking cases are, uh, are already being uh, discovered and so on. So, you know, these women are scared, obviously, and um, they're trying to join together to uh to 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 provide care to the children and right now for example in our community the needs that we have for the women and children mainly again it's shelter it's good conditions um for us it's 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 hard because we don't have a lot of uh, like places and institutions where we can host these women 
although we're already hosting quite a lot, so what we're doing is, you know, we're turning schools and kindergartens into homes, into shelters for the time being, because obviously the schools and the kindergartens are not operational now, although they're already, you know, starting to uh, talk about bringing some of these um, services back up, but mainly it will probably be in some sort of way, like on online to the areas that are less affected by by the situation but again um you know it's hard to say at this point whatever else it will be you know the needs will be because i'm sure you know psychological care will definitely be something that that will have to that will have to be uh, considered because a lot of these children are you know are traumatized because a lot of them had to experience you know going down into shelter a lot of them heard the bomb shelter bomb noises you know the air raid noises and um that will definitely be something that will that will that we will all have to deal with uh, whatever else is going to be needed uh, i'm sure we're gonna you know try to figure it out as we go because every single day every single hour you know there's something new that's happening there's some new atrocity that's that's hitting our country and um, it's hard to deal with all of it right now. It's hard. It's, it's not not even deal. It's hard to even comprehend everything that is happening right now. And I feel like in the coming days, it will just uh, start uh, catching up to to us, and uh, we will have to deal with it as we go. Okay, I have a Substack um, email, and I also have my other email. I go by Redwood Mary. Redwood Mary at Substack dot com or Redwood Mary at gmail dot com. Wonderful. Uh, that name came from came from working on forest activism years ago. So uh, again, that's Redwood Mary at Substack dot com or Redwood Mary at gmail dot com. All one word. So I really, uh, my heart goes out to you, Maria, and to your husband and to your community. Um, thank you so much for really stepping up and I, 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 the logistics of keeping in touch is, um, challenging, but we are making it happen. So we will stay in touch with you. I will. And, uh, we'll see what we could do here. Um, this is evolving. So, um, we have no idea what it's going to look like, but I'm hoping the community will step up and, I'm pretty sure we'll have something interesting happening to help. Maria Tuzik, who is joining us from Ukraine, and Mary Rose Kazarovsky. Maria, I would like to give you the last word here uh, on this program. We have about uh, three minutes, three, three and a half or four minutes left. And I would like you to, uh, I would like to give that time to you to, again, reiterate sort of the take-home messages for us. What would you like us to know and what would you like us to take away? Thank you. Um, I guess the main thing that I that I want to end with is, uh, you know, don't forget about us. Uh, I know that everybody's going back to their routines, uh, new new uh, me media information is coming out into your outlets, into your media outlets. New news uh, is being uh, presented to you, but it's important that you don't forget about us because. Uh, you know, we are fighting for our nation, for our land, for our sovereignty, for democracy, for, you know, freedom of speech, for all the values that you value as well. Uh, and to us, it's important for you to understand that, you know, take away our flag. Uh, take away your flags where we're the same people we're the same uh individuals who share uh, same the same values and uh you know growing up in canada and uh you know being born and having roots in, in Ukraine, uh, I don't see a difference. I don't see a difference because people are kind. People deserve to live in a free country and they deserve to, you know, not uh, have uh, their neighbor country invade our homes and our schools and, uh, and so on. So please, again, don't forget about us and we will need your support. We need your support now. We need your support uh, in the near future to help us rebuild our, our country. Thank you so much, Maria. Uh, can you again reiterate uh, uh, that, that, that where, where you are, the, the town that you're in? I'm in the town of Kopechinsi. It's in Ternopil region in the western part of Ukraine. Okay. 
Well, thank you. And what 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 time of day is it there for you now, so we our listeners can um, comprehend the time zone you're in? It's eight p.m. Right, right. I'm so I'm so honored that both of you joined us here on Wild Oak Living today, and thank you so much for all the information that that you shared, uh, Maria. And thank you, Mary Rose, for stepping up and connecting us, and also for providing uh, for, for being uh, for agreeing to be sort of the, the 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 coordinator of what will hopefully be a a strong response here in our community to help your community, Maria Tusik, and. Um, and and I'm I'm hoping that we can continue this conversation and stay in touch with you. I can promise you that we will not forget about you, and that we will continue to stay connected, and we will continue to uh, to try and connect our communities and the people who live, the people in in your community and in our community, uh, to 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 uh, to help going forward. To that I'm 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 committed to that. And and I know there are many people in our community who are going to step up uh, and and to do the same. At least that's my that's my great hope. For and, and thank you, Joanna, you're doing an important job, uh, and you, your colleagues uh, are doing a very important job reporting on 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 our story. Yes, yes, and and and, and as they say in Ukrainian, "Dapuyu, Maria, Dobre vecher." Jacques, Jacques. Good night. And thank you. Good night. Good night. Thank, and, Good night. And, and be safe and be well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. You've been listening to Wild Oak Living. This program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. This is Johanna Wild Oak. If you have any questions or feedback or want to connect, uh, with uh, with any of my guests, uh, you can also send me an email, contact at wildoak.org. That's contact at wild.org. Again, the email to contact uh, Mary Rose is redwoodmary at gmail.com. I think that's the simplest one to use, redwoodmary at yes. gmail.com. And, uh, and Mary Rose, uh, uh, thank you again to you as well, and all the best going forward and please keep me posted and we will continue to get the word out here on Wild Oak Living about uh, what's happening and how we can help going forward and thank you dear listeners for listening tune in again two weeks from today uh, for another edition of Wild Oak Living and things over any second now to Philo for Jazz thank you again both of you take care be well This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.